What is with you and incest? You know, this week? it's just a theme this week. Dimension. Uh, 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 that's not on me. That's on Back to the Future. Just so we're clear. Oh my God. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to you, Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Denise Hughes. That's me. I was going to say, they can't see your <laughs> nod. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins <laughs> and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. And we are more than pleased to be hanging out with you again another week. Uh, we love you so much. I was just looking at uh, our download numbers. This is exciting. Let's talk stats, shall we? Uh, okay, but and- we also want to say we have a president. Yay. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think people know that. We didn't, by have one. we didn't have one last time. And I really enjoyed listening back to last week's well, episode being like, I didn't, we didn't know it was going to be. And now here we are. We had a president then, uh, really technically the same president we still have now. Um, but we do have a new president elect since last time. But yes, that is. Okay, and fine. We're, <laughs> and we're recording on Friday the 13th, which Listen, really means nothing, but it's kind of cool. You know, it is Friday the 13th. Ooh. It, it is indeed Friday the 13th. Now, there are so many balls in the air right now, uh, the, the, narratively, that I'm trying to juggle. Which direction do you want to go? I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you were like, narratively. There's not actually there's, balls in the air. There's so many balls around here, you guys. Uh, um, well, yeah, you do have four sons, so I'm sure there are a lot of balls in that house. You know, <laughs> you know. Sometimes I am more aware than others of uh, hurting the cats in this podcast, and this is one of those moments. Uh, uh, the answer is let's talk about downloads. Okay, yes, I, I brought that up uh, because <laughs> I, I had literally forgotten. I'm not kidding you. Like I, we had walked through so many doors since then that I had literally forgotten what we were talking about. Uh, yeah, we had the best month ever downloads in october what? thank you very much um we really appreciate it uh tens we were of- doing bad Halloween. we were doing bad <laughs> <laughs> we were doing bad before what no, no it's been a steady increase i just it was just a really great month and i just i was looking and i was just thinking how thankful i am yeah. that there are tens of thousands of people who want to download this show no and listen to us talk about sins videos like that's really cool and we're very appreciative of you maybe in you know 20 years we'll be half the audience of Sincast. Maybe. <laughs> we can we can hope. Maybe. Yes. Hey, if no, if we're only niche. if we're we should maybe go and, and try to see if they'll let us on their show and see if some of their fans well, want to come over see, here. Did you see Jeremy guested on our friend Patrick's show uh-huh. uh, Finley at Finley Ash on Twitter, and I actually commented on his <laughs> when he shared that. I was like, he won't even guest on ours. That's right. Does this mean you'll be on <laughs> behind the scenes someday? <laughs> <laughs> but then Patrick kindly said he would be more than happy to guest on ours. I was like, well, thank you. We can <laughs> ask better. you, Patrick. That's right. We were talking to you. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get into the show. We'll kick it off with the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff that we are sending in general. In TV Sins World First, as we do every week, uh, Futurama. We're doing another episode of Futurama. One of my favorite all-time shows, uh, the Farnsworth Parabox, is a great episode of Futurama uh, that we're getting a chance to take a look into. This was a Dicer Hughes script, today and myself writing on this one. Um, today I'll come to you first um, because I forget what your overall experience with the show is, uh, but I do want to know specifically 
how you felt about this episode. I had never watched before sending them, but I really enjoyed the show. I, yeah. I think it's an, it's an interesting and fun and uh, it's one that I think I would pick up just to put in the background. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, there are some character development stuff that obviously I'm missing out on because we're skipping around. Obviously, not we're not doing every single mm-hmm. episode in order or anything. So like the Leela mm-hmm. and Fry, like potential hookup is mm-hmm. sort of played into in this one, you know, this alternate universe where they actually got together. Um, so it makes me wonder what other things I'm missing by not watching every episode of the show. But I I like it. Yeah. I think it's clever. I like how it's animated. Um, I remember sitting the first one and thinking, this is hard to sin because they've thought things through. And, you know, sometimes there's continuity in the background or there's just these strange things, but it kept answering its own my own my questions for it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it seems like a little well thought out world. And this one, of course, kind of turns it on its head and, and brings in this alternate dimension kind of stuff going on. So, yeah, I I like it. I, 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 it's one of those that when I get assigned to it, I'm like, yay, instead of like, oh, fuck, <laughs> which will which is the next one we'll talk about. <laughs> Ooh, a little bit of a tease. Um, well, we will leave that ball in the air for now, uh, for what, what's coming up next and continue to talk. Which is where they go. (laughs) Apparently. Uh, Appropriately. The, uh, and we will uh, continue talking about this show. Uh, Jonathan, uh, what's your, what are your thoughts on this episode? Um, oh, I liked it. I I know I had seen it before, but honestly, the only thing I could remember was Fry had dark hair. That was like the only (laughs) thing. Because as soon as I saw that him pop out with the dark hair, I was like, oh, yeah, it's this one. That's Three right. Dark hair. I remember yeah, this one. It's kind of this funny one where the scientist guy, he creates their universe in a box or another mm-hmm. universe in a box. And simultaneously, they're doing the same thing. And then they go into the box and then they are chasing through all these universe boxes to try to, you know, get theirs back before it's ultimately destroyed at the sun. It was it's just this fun sort of chase yeah. this, episode. I this, like how it got really chaotic there at the end. Yeah. Just, and it was just like, whatever, there's a bunch of boxes. We're going to have some fun. This, yeah. And how they pulled them into each other mm-hmm. at the end with the arms kind of reaching in. That was yeah. exciting. This episode, more than any other, uh, makes me really feel like Futurama is a bit of a like a Rick and Morty a precursor. In many yeah. ways, they, this they is the really, G-rated yeah. version of freaking Morty. Yes, yeah, it, it is um, because it's doing a lot of the same thing where it's trying to th- actually think through sci-fi things, but also use them for humor and be silly with them and be crazy. And this episode, more than any other, really, you feel that that same DNA mm-hmm. that that kind of runs through a lot of the Rick and Mortys, um, you know, in uh, more of a Matt Groening way, uh, obviously. Uh, which is why I I love the show and always have. I really I really have been glad to see it come back a few times and you know do more stuff. I'm glad there continues to be a fan base for it. Uh, yeah, because so. didn't is this the one it got canceled and then they brought it back on Sci-Fi it, the, and they I, did like movies or episodes or something. I feel like so. Okay, I'm going to take a shot at this off the top of my head, and then then we should probably look it up. Um, but off the top of my head, I believe they got canceled, then brought back, uh, and I think you're right. I don't think it was on Fox. I think when they got brought back, it was like Cartoon Network or Sci-Fi or something like that, and then canceled again, 
and then brought back again as movies. And they did like four or five hour long specials, uh, movie specials, and then canceled again. Well, not necessarily canceled because I think they were planning on doing the movies they did. But then they came back recently with a radio play. They did like a full uh, new <laughs> episode as a radio play recently on a podcast. And so it's just it's been really interesting to kind of see that world continue to thrive. And I'm very glad. So, yeah, I, I really love this show. It's one of my favorites. Um, let's talk about the video itself. And Jonathan, you get to kick us off since uh, you apparently didn't write on any yeah. TV sins this Real, week. <laughs> Real quick, it looks like it aired for four seasons on Fox and it was canceled in 2003, came back in 2008. Yeah, five years later, yeah. Comedy Central. Comedy and Central, then aired, yeah. And then they did three seasons between 2008 and 2013. Yeah. Yep. And then, they, yeah. And then, like you said, there was probably some movies or something. I remember. They did all movies that. after that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Interesting it was either stuff. they did movies after that or they did movies to end that run or it was something like that. But it's yeah. it's it's just been such an interesting, fun story uh, for the fans to kind of go, oh, new Futurama stuff. And with animation, you can do that, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really fun. What were your thoughts very on the cool. video, Jonathan? Um, it was very funny. I, uh, I shattered this one and uh, had a lot of fun with it. Um, I really enjoyed uh, taking the Lordy Lou's name in vain. That was very funny. <laughs> I had that one, too. Um, I love how they ended the. You guys ended the one sin or penis size. Uh, that's you know. Anytime you say penis, you got my attention. <laughs> According to the Ashton Kutcher documentary Butterfly Effect, I thought that was right. really fun. But uh, but my favorite was I loved the. Uh, despite being universes apart, everyone hears this. <laughs> it was very. Was it's very true. funny. That's true. <laughs> you uh, guys also did the uh, Aaron. I, I was guessing Aaron because he likes to mess with this. But one of you did the. Uh, treating it like it was a live action show where you were talking about how they did the prop work. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite (laughs) sins that I did not write. Uh, Danae actually did that. So I'm sorry. I, yeah, that's why I just said, I don't need to say that because it could be any of us. I don't care. But, uh, but it's good. It's, I love it. I love how collaborative, uh, collaborative we are and that we, you know, find each other's ideas so fun and interesting that we want to kind of do them ourselves or whatever. And, you know, so no, I was glad to see it. It's one of my favorite uh, sins in the script. So that's good stuff. Uh, Danae, what, what other ones did you want to mention? Um, uh, the, the lead in is like, I don't know what's in there, but I'm sure our minds won't be able to comprehend it. And then the sin is like, and yet the professor will now spend the remainder of the episode explaining what's in the box so we can comprehend it. <laughs> That's right. That was my, that was my most frustrating thing about this episode actually was that part where he really does just continue to try to explain how any of this works. So yeah. why yeah. have him say that at the beginning when you don't have to, Right. or maybe that's just part of their humor and I missed it. Uh, purity pledges cracked me up. And then the repeat joke of the TV sins defenders, mm-hmm. uh, that there was a purposeful kind of repetition to that, uh, that kind yes. of contradicted each other a little bit. Yeah, was, yeah. I thought that was really fun. Uh, I also liked, uh, I believe you mean your worst, uh, when Bender was saying <laughs> that he would do his best about being a bad Bender. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just such a great point. Uh, I The meanwhile in Universe A, Hermes A heads towards the Sun A, and the sin was Canadian accents because of all the A's. Uh, loved that. Good stuff. Uh, the, when he pops his head in the box and it's the all women universe and he comes out with lipstick all over him, just thinking through how that would have had to have happened in that universe is 
so nit- easy to nitpick. I mean, it's just like uh, so. I, I really enjoyed uh, that one. That you know, it was a planet of all women, and not only all women, but who wear various shades of lipstick and are perched over this box, ready to kiss anybody that pokes their head through. Like, yeah, so, okay, whatever. Why are we, and we're and we're complaining about this. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this box exactly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyhow, fun stuff. I hope we do more Futurama in in the future, uh, Ramas. Uh, Aaron, I, I just want to take a moment to remind you that uh, you and Jonathan both control the schedule. So if you <laughs> wanted to make that happen, you could. Okay. I think we'll, I, I, I would think Listen, that at some point in the future, Futurama will pop back up. You don't, you don't need to break the, the verbal reality here. The idea that these just fall from the sky and we have to do oh, what yeah, we're told, that's right. you know, like that, that allows yeah. us a level of separation when people here's, don't like here, what we do. <laughs> here's how it works, guys. All the comments essentially just sprinkle and rain down from above. Right. So every time that there's one that's mentioned and the more it's mentioned, the heavier it becomes. It gets closer and closer to Earth. That's mm-hmm. when we can grab it, pluck it off of the sin tree, so to speak. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to The Crown. Wolferton Splash is the name of the pilot episode. Danae's Wolferton eyes have rolled Splash. out of her head already. Uh, Danae. Oh, I'm so curious to hear why you hated this. Yeah. Tell us yeah, all about so, your loathing so of this you show. you like historical stuff, right? You know, like, like, like. You said Wolferton Splash. I'm like, wolf. I just like, wolf. All I can think about. You don't like British people? I, I hate British people. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> no, it's not about British people. I know. I am not somebody who enjoys uh, historical dramas, usually. Oh, okay. Um, I, I thought you did for some reason. I guess I was thinking. No. I don't know why I thought that. So never mind. But Ignore what I said. I, I can be surprised every so often. That's mm-hmm. super okay. Um, but this one was really, really hard for me for a lot of reasons. The first one being that we, I was originally given, um, the disc and told the wrong file. Ah. So I started watching this show on an episode that I was just dropped into their universe without any understanding of who anybody was. Yeah, yeah. So, we were we were pointed to the second episode, I believe, where they land on the on their honeymoon. I guess. Well, it's technically no, 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 no. No, it's not it their, honeymoon. their honeymoon. It's just they're taking a trip to Africa, and it's it's when the it's when the king passes away. Yes, it's that episode. Which I think is the second episode. Yeah, spoiler alert: so, king dies. <laughs> can you spoil so, something that's based on like history? Sure, I don't sure. Know. Of course you can. Sure. Of course you can. Of course. Uh, so anyhow, I, that was my first thing. I literally wrote Aaron. I was like, my eyes have dried to crackers. This is so boring. And he goes, congratulations. You've written your first sin. <laughs> I was like, you bastard. <laughs> well, this um, also plays into the fact that, I, and I know you hate this, but when you loathe something like this, if we ever do it again, you're on the script. Like, it's I just. Know. It's awful. <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's really awful. I, I, And what's awful, what makes it worse is that I'm literally over here like, Dear Lord, please help this video to tank. <laughs> please, please have no one watch this and leave comments like this is trash so that I never have to do this again. No, it it wasn't. It, it's it was well done. Uh, when I look at it with that kind of perspective, like we're seeing countryside, we're seeing the inside of these beautiful places. We're getting this look into a, a curiosity, like a culture curiosity for the royal family. A behind the scenes look there's just there's so many people who love 
the history of this and I understand why, but I had the same reaction to Downton Abbey and I read yeah, Downton did. Abbey and it's just like, I guess I just don't, it's not that I don't care about the people because th that's the other hard thing about this is these are real people. There has probably not been a more uncomfortable moment in my job than when I'm writing a sin and the queen is still alive <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> yo, it was uncomfortable. I was like, how You're do I feel about, about Queen this? Queen Elizabeth watching are... this episode of TV Sins? I mean, would she ever? No, of course she's I not. Hope but so. maybe, I hope but so. maybe her family would because they watch The Crown, right? And they got her to watch this show. And so she's actually watched the show. So is there a chance the royal family is going to find on YouTube our our script and be like super oh, offended at something that I wrote? Because I'm forgetting that they're real freaking people. It was a, I had a moment. I had many moments yeah. writing this one where I was genuinely uncomfortable. Um, and so, yeah, the, it was a weird one. It was a weird one. We're mean though. Like we're making jokes. I, we go out of our way to not be mean. But there's this, like when I wrote the joke about um, not naming his cancer, mm -hmm. I just think about that. And I'm like, it's his, her dad died. Like, yeah. And we're saying, like, don't name it because you don't want to keep it. And that would be like, I would be really hurt if somebody did I that. Know. I'd and be really I, excited the queen watched our video. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no, I'm too I, sensitive. Listen, listen, I hear what you're saying. And in many ways, identify with what you're saying. Uh, I think comedian. we do. I think we do a <laughs> pretty good job of walking that line. Uh, I, I think, think we the, did. I think the joke you mentioned is a great joke uh mm -hmm. it is it is something right. that both of us brought up in our scripts and we used your joke and because it's a great joke and i don't think in any way it's like there's any kind of joy in the real life situation there's just an observation that that was a weird thing to say um you know in that I moment when you really it. think Right. And then it's just like, and like uh, Aaron Sim was like, let's name it Ted or Marcus or something like this. And I'm, and I was just thinking about, you know, stray animals and how if you name them, then you want to keep them. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just one example of, of the writing process on this one that was so strange. So not only is it like, I don't really want to know all of this history. And yet I looked up more stuff on research for this one than I have in a long time. Because they're all real well, people. That's good. You can you know? tell us all about it and keeping tabs because I wrote on nothing this week. So I, you, you can take up my segment too. Fair enough. I'm not I'm not going to um, exaggerate when I eight. tell you I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten tabs that I saved my search just to let wow. you know like what I searched and, and researched. When Danae said one. that thing about the Queen, though, that's funny. That reminds Lynn Manuel Miranda. I saw him in an interview when they debuted Hamilton in England and he was watching it with like Harry and Philip or whatever. And, um, they, um, you know, the, uh, you know, King, uh, was, what, what is the King in Hamilton? Is it, is it George? George. Yeah. Or, he, so he's like, you know, they're like, you know, great, 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 great grandfather or whatever. Mm -hmm, and he, yeah. you know, and he completely like just, makes a lot of fun of him in Hamilton. And he's just sitting there by these guys like, oh, my <laughs> like, God, I hope they find this funny. And they did. they did because it's all in good fun. Right. I mean, so I don't know. That's just what that made me think of. Um, my wife really was glad we were doing this because she's been trying to get me to watch this show forever. Uh, my wife loves historical. She she loves what she calls getting her history on is what she calls it. <laughs> 
and she is uh, she's super fascinated with uh, British royalty and stuff, just that whole system yeah, and the history of, of it. So like, so she just she's like she can't are. wait to yeah. like uh, we're recording this two days before the new season premieres. Correct. Yep. Um, and she's just like counting the hours basically. And I watched this, so this is the first time I'd ever seen it. I watched it because I was shadowing, and uh, it was okay. Like it was. Uh, I don't know that I really want to watch any more of it though, unless we yeah. send it. But uh, it was. Yeah. Great cast, mm-hmm. amazing yeah. cast, mm-hmm. um, and uh, was just beautiful. They clearly put a lot of money into this, right? It, uh, it's which, well done. Yeah, uh, but like, yeah, I just, I don't know. It just, it didn't, the, it didn't capture anything. And like, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, I don't know. I felt very distant from it. Like, I never really got on. I never really got involved. I think if it's um, a show where like the action is political mm-hmm. in nature. I tend to just sort of like, you know, sort of like just check out. Yeah. But they're, they do a pretty good job in this one of making the action about the relationships, which I think is a really fascinating part of looking in on the royal family. So um, I wouldn't like keep watching it to learn more, uh, but it was well done, but it's just not my jam. Aaron, what did I, you think, though? Cause... I did find out that Gillian Anderson comes on as Margaret Thatcher, though, which kind of interests me. So the casting re- remains amazing. Yeah. Uh, every season, I shouldn't say every season, I think the first two seasons remain with some of the same cast. But it gets recast because the characters age so much um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they, they continue to recast the main, main roles, which is very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this show. Uh, my wife and I have watched every episode together. It's one we love watching together. Um, I love it for the behind the scenes political intrigue action stuff that's not necessarily appealing uh to you uh Danae. Um I I enjoy the uh the prestiginess of it because like you said they're definitely putting everything into this through the casting, through the production, mm-hmm. like they're doing it up. Like they aren't there's nothing um halfway about what what's going on here. And so that's appealing to me i like watching good tv and this is good tv right. um and so so yeah so i i am enjoying it i i think i said i loved it uh but that's a light it's a light love it's not going to find its way into my you know best shows of all time it's not even probably in my top 10 of the last year kind of thing but i really do enjoy watching it and i think a lot of it has to do with the performances and then the things i would have never thought of you know there'll be an episode about uh, the how television became more a part of their lives over Queen Elizabeth's reign, you know, where it was like before mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth, there was radio and TV was a baby. And but then it became a thing where kind of in many ways, kind of how social media has started to define politics in the last decade. TV started to define politics and fame and celebrity and uh, that was a weird thing for them to navigate. I never thought about that. You know, there's there's this idea of um, how the royal family interacts with the political process in England that I'm enjoying seeing the behind the scenes of that because it's very different than us. We don't have a royal family. It's sometimes right. I think we should. Sometimes I think if we had a, a like um, not necessarily a monarch in the the sense of monarchy, but if we had a family that could take the burden of the exploitation out of the president where you know then the president and the congress and the courts could just do their job while the um you know the the magazine tabloid nature would go to this other family like that's kind of a nice like distraction 
because they're not really ruling, but at the same mm-hmm. time, they're important, you know? So I don't know. Sometimes I think we could use that because instead we get, you know, the tabloid presidential thing. You know what I mean? Like the, we put that on them. Um, so I don't know. That's a, that's a weird thought, but it, but it's a thought I had while watching the show. And that's kind of why I like watching it because it kind of makes me think about you know, different ways that, that power manifests, different ways that power is seen in different countries. So did they start, I guess, like, they're on, like, the, right now, they're on, like, the whole Princess Die. That's this season. That's the new season that's coming out, yes. Oh, they haven't done that yet. Then that's going to be in the new season. Correct. And Olivia Coleman's playing her now, right? Correct. The, the queen. Yeah. And then I saw they had already cast for the last two seasons. It's going to be the, I think it's the woman who played the, she was in Harry Potter. I can't remember who she played in mm-hmm. the Harry Potter movies, but uh, she played one of the teachers or something. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, no, I, I I do like how they're doing that, where they're recasting and they're going forward. And, they're, you know, they're, they mm-hmm. actually, they had a plan, mm-hmm. which is something I always enjoy. Like, if you're going to do one of these, um, you know, yeah, art totally. type shows, I love that you actually have an ending in mind or you know when you're going to end. But uh, I don't know, maybe, you know, and maybe at some point I'll, check it out it's again good. i just it's really well done it's gonna it's, be down the list a little bit but it is what it is and if you didn't like the the pilot i don't yeah. blame you for never picking it I up like i didn't dislike the pilot i'm i but i just it just never really grabbed me like grabbed my attention you know what but, it is uh, it is one of the shows that goes against what i've said before i think the binge model of tv that netflix has emphasized has damaged tv watching in a lot of ways and i think we've talked about that mm-hmm. on occasion this is one of the shows that's the exception to that rule for me this is a show that binging really helps helps because well, it almost feels like a mini series because exactly than, because yeah. it, because each season is kind of a mini series <laughs> and my wife and I definitely binged it and it was one of those things where on a Sunday we watched five episodes or you know something like that and that gets you into this world a little deeper in the tea, characters didn't you? yeah yeah crumpets tea yeah um yes I know, I know. don't extended. even lie you know you did you have like uh <laughs> you're like playing music like royal music before you start watching of course because because the Dicers have traditions. That's right, we do. That's right, we the do. The Hughes and the Watkins do not. The Dicers <laughs> are all uh, about the traditions. Jonathan, what about the video? Let's move into that. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on the video itself? Uh, yeah, it's always going to be, Jonathan, what about the video? Because I wrote on nothing. <laughs> well, that's not true. I wrote on MBS. Yeah, you um, did. But, uh, but anyways, uh, no, this was, yeah, no, this was, this was great. I remember, like, I had, this was one of those, I had some stuff written down. Uh, when I was about to read the script, but you guys, you guys hit everything I mentioned. So it was perfect. Um, that's not funny. That's just poor spelling. I thought it was great. Um, I also like you guys at least add a UE to a word, like a good chat. Mm-hmm. Leaving floral shrapnel on the table had me dying. I am <laughs> uh, calling it lung removal shenanigans was also Man, very nice. that was uncomfortable. Like watching surgeries oh no it was i mean i saw it yeah our modern day surgeries compared to what they have going on you know realizing that he wasn't taken to a hospital that it's just like it was a for privacy reasons which again you know you talk about aaron you know that there's a a family that sort of takes the heat for being in the eye the public eye Mm -hmm. that's something that i mean what a sacrifice to make yeah and I guess not I'm everybody not, you know, the show really deals wants... with that. Yeah, definitely. I'm not positive they go to the hospital now. I mean, it, that is very I, likely I, that they have a doctor I, I come know. to them. Yeah, well, we've know. just recently been through our, our president having to go to the hospital. He has pretty much the same thing with Walter Reed. That's why we call it Walter Reed in the in the yeah. in the sins video at one point. True you know? story. So, yeah. Um, so that was that was hard to watch because you're just like they're removing a guy's lung. Well, and the hardest part in... is and they're not really telling him. 
that he has like it's just so strange it's, that they would see, hey but like, did, did you know, know this that, though that it was right? fake it was it no. was tv they like that was a real lung that they oh, took out a real they, person they, they removed that dude's lung <laughs> it was the so guy from dedicated <laughs> i can't think of that actor's name but i really like him yeah the, key, the guy who plays the king isn't yeah he's the guy from Mad Men, right and okay uh, fringe. can we can i ask a question have you seen him in something else does he just have a raspy voice or like is that his does he, he have was, a raspy voice because his portrayal of of somebody who is dealing with lung cancer his coughing was genuinely unnerving i was genuinely disgusted i actually physically gagged because there's this moment right at the very beginning when they're cough cough coughing but there's this one particular like phlegm ridden cough that is so legitimately real sounding that mm. I was just, I literally, my stomach turned and I gagged because it just sounded so horrible, which, what a great way to kick off your series crown, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's Jared Harris. Yes, And yes, he, he does, he does, does he have, have a kind of voice? a, he does, I think he was trying to sound a little older than he actually w- is. He did great because it but, sounded like he was no, labored and breathing and he was coughing and just raspy. He has, yeah, he's in, he has one of the saddest story arcs in Mad Men that I've ever seen on like, any television thing, show. I, I just, I didn't look this up, but now I want to know who was coughing in that opening. Like, they need to go to the doctor themselves <laughs> because it was so hey, disturbing. Hey, Danae, that was somebody acting. That's acting. Like they yeah. were coughing. That's, that's no, did you know that? No, you know no. That? There, was, there was a legitimate <laughs> rattle going on I there. I love, though. That somebody... It's like it's like they like, like they pulled their audience. Like who in here is a smoker for like the last here, thirty years? Come up here and start coughing, please, because there was a rattle going on that was real. Watching things through the eyes of Danae has like become my favorite thing <laughs> about this podcast. No, because like you really like you feel like it's oh, like man, I feel so like gross. I'm just like I don't know if I'm desensitized or I mean there are things that get me, but like. Well, you it's have just to remember, everything man. you watch, like even if it's a cartoon, you're just like, you know, an animated show, I should say. I shouldn't say cartoon. I know that offends people. But even if it's an animated show, you're like, you know, talking about the characters and stuff like they're just real people. Because they are. Well, until until <laughs> this job, I did not watch television oh, like this. I know. So you might be right. I might just be experiencing this way too realistically. Anyway, like. No, 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 no. Cheers I'm, to whoever coughed up their I don't mean that disparagingly. I don't mean that. Like, I'm not making fun of you. You old chap. Oh, no, no, I didn't think you were. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I wish sometimes I wish I had that emotional connection to some things. <laughs> it's OK. I'm really disconnected emotionally to other things that are really important. So it's all just <laughs> I, what it is. I, I think it's probably true with all of us, right? I think <laughs> anyway, I just kind of turn. And, well, but when we're sinning, we have to turn our brain on. But I think if I'm just watching stuff normally, yeah. like and I do kind of do the whole like turn your brain off and just kind of try to enjoy it. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's weird. It is weird. Uh, uh, it can be. It can be very but uh, yeah, I no, interrupted that you and your, a lot. It was awful. It was awful. What else you got? So, Jonathan? what other sins did you like? Oh, um, what did oh lung re- So the only the only other one I had written down was uh, treating your butler like his name is Alexa, which I remember that reading that in the script and just I I I sneezed because I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard I sneezed. <laughs> better than I, I I do that. It's a weird thing. Better than dislodging your lung. Uh, I'll go next. I wonder what a Wolferton is and why it splashes. Oh, I do hope it's a right adorable puppy dog who finds him in an unexpected taking, uh, unexpectedly taking a dip in the pond. I thought that was great. Um, I liked uh, saying it really is incredible the makeup job to make him look like Churchill here. I can barely tell it's Gary Oldman under there. <laughs> yeah, that was great. 
Um, the Princess Bride shout out. How long does it take to say man and wife? Say man, say and, man and wife. wife. Uh, so good. I am very pleased with my read on that. Uh, I think you could you could watch Humperdinck say it and me say it. And <laughs> yeah, it, uh, no, you were, right that up. was like you were. I was like, is Chris Sarandon narrating? This <laughs> That's part? right. That's right. It was that good. It was that good. <laughs> Um, well, now I have to look up historical facts to find out if the queen was this nervous at her wedding. Oh, turns out they're cousins. So that was probably it. Um, I liked that. That was one that had that, that's, that was conversation, right? Cause like you right. were, Danae was concerned that it, they were so distant. It didn't matter. And I don't know. Yeah. I was just they're like, cousins, hey, they're cousins. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, they're, fine. Cousins. they're technically cousins. I think it was like second and third, maybe that's yeah. just going off the top of my head. So. And some people uh, would be weirded out about that, uh, and the narrator mm-hmm. pretends to be weirded out about, or the narrator is weirded out about that. I'm not weirded out about that. You can marry your second cousin; that doesn't bother me. But um, maybe, I, maybe I'm the maybe I'm in the minority. I'm getting looks from my co-host. Uh, maybe I should take that back. Maybe I should cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron Dicer. Hey, listen, I'm just I'm, no, I'm, I'm playing I it out just, there. I should just let you keep going. What's no, your keep line? Going, please. What's your line? Second cousin, third cousin. Where's your line? I, hey, listen. I've there never are thought about so. It many people on this planet just go (laughs) why (laughs) so i would say 17th is where i'd start (laughs) danae with but i would danae danae just laying down the truth uh why risk it guys (laughs) like there's there's billions of people on this planet there's so many people Fair point. Fair point. I, I remain like corrected. Like you don't have to find someone at church. I'm just trying to judge people. I'm just... <laughs> and there are story. There are stories of couples who didn't know that they were first or second cousins and ended up getting no, that's married. True. So that's like true. you know, that it happens. Does. I'm just trying not to to judge too many people. That's I'm just keeping the judgment level pretty low as much as I can. <laughs> Listen, we're on the same page. I'm just saying today and Jonathan no, agree with everything no. I said and we're no. in agreement. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Continuing on with the sin, shall we? Uh I liked uh doing the pun Melroyal's place. Uh that, that was, was fun. good. Um and then the the subtlety of saying twelve months instead of one tenth of a decade. Uh which is so great because originally the sin was going to be saying twelve months instead of just a year. But then to say something even more abstract as the, you know, the one that should be said, I like, really like doing that. Uh, and then finally, the last sentence of the video was so great. Uh, that is no way to speak of the future queen. Uh, made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, that was another one that made me nervous when I wrote it because I was like, okay, okay, okay. These people are alive. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> just making just a little saying, joke. Just saying. Uh, the ones that I like that you didn't mention were early morning bagpipers, only because I know that came from a real place when you wrote it, Aaron. Sure did. Sure did. I've had those in my neighborhood. Yep. Um, this is another one that I was like, oh, but uh, you overestimate her. You underestimate her. And then this, this, and the narrator says, yes, but does anyone properly made her? Wait. <laughs> yeah, I like that one a lot. That one cracked me up. But I really enjoyed the outtakes. The... Um, <laughs> During the wedding, I think it was at Homer that goes, boring. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that in my soul. I was like, yes, Homer, yes. <laughs> 
And then the Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine outtake because mm-hmm. I was on that, was that one and that was so fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like your butt, your butt is the bomb, and just like the Queen's expression in that moment was so perfect. Yeah. for that outtake. I feel like um, Danae's like after she hurled that butt, your butt is the bomb. She's really upset that she wants to go back and remarry Justin so she can say that to him. Your butt, <laughs> your butt is the bomb. Are Are you and Justin's second cousins or third cousins? I always forget. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. God. Moving on. Moving on. Aaron's um, trying to drag us into this. What and then we had on? fun because Aaron sent me this message and he's like, I've got this idea for an outtake. There's this moment when there's makeup being applied to the king and I'm looking for an outtake. And so uh, I went straight to Trixie Mattel and pulled out uh, dra- some drag queen <laughs> conversation. Um, but I had to scrub quite a few videos to find that particular outtake. But I, I really enjoyed it. Perfect quote. Like <laughs> it was just it was great. So the day the day drag uh, Brenda uh, quote was perfect there. So <laughs> nicely done. All right, let's move on to let's please move on to Blackpink Lovesick Girls. Uh, this was a Scott Watkins script. Jeremy and Jonathan yeah, writing on yeah, this one. I got to write an MVS with Jeremy, which was fun. Um, so yeah, I I don't I don't have much left to say uh, at this point about pop music. It is pop music, and sometimes I like it, and sometimes I Look, don't. And this song I didn't really like. So I have just decided. I am all in on Blackpink, and I I don't have a uh, a rational explanation for that. <laughs> Nor do I just Fair I enough. find them entertaining, and no, but this is one of the lesser songs for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy though pointing out that they aren't very good dancers, I can never unsee that now, and he's not wrong, and it's hilarious. Well, their synchronization do, like, is so bad, yeah. Yeah, that's the I main thing. Like, they that. can move, like they have rhythm, but yeah, they're just synchronization. But uh, they have, but they have like they have like dance videos on YouTube of them just like where they're prepping for the video. It's uh, I don't know I've that always, just that's even funnier now to me. I'm always so distracted by their outfits that I forget to pay attention if they're dancing in rhythm. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> but, like, I think that was wearing? probably that was probably my problem too. That's probably or, yeah. the point. That's probably why they do a I lot mean, of that. I find their I find their their fashion aesthetic, even though it's probably like not their individual aesthetic, it's the company that owns them aesthetic or whatever branding mm-hmm. that they do. They come in and they are like, you know, outfitted. I just I'm it's nonstop. I've said it before. Every single time their videos come in there's so much to look at. And I'm not talking about like how beautiful they are because they are beautiful. Yeah. Just literally their clothing. I want to pause it and say, cause what I do, and I don't know if you guys do this too, because I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, is there a, I, I don't know. Anyway, I always pause and I'm like, could I wear that? <laughs> the answer isn't probably yeah, not. No, but I do like, <laughs> I do try to figure out what things are like, and I don't mean this like weird and pervy. Like literally I try to figure out what things are. Cause there's like that one, I think it's Jenny where she's laying on that car and she's got like these things that they're not boots, they're not like leggings, but like I know they're it's like so fascinating. They're like some weird like version of like they're like some mix of like stirrups and hose. Like, <laughs> it's so, like, so <laughs> then the other the other thing that I liked is and you guys send it the uh, sparkly sequin bra, but it's like over a t shirt that also yeah. has um a, like a design to it that's really mm-hmm. colorful, and I'm like that's really a really cool look. Mm-hmm. I could never, I could pull that off in the right uh, universe. Like, we go back into the Futurama thing. There's an alternate universe. <laughs> Where Justin has Super, black hair. I'm so game. Yeah. <laughs> like, in my universe, I'm jeans and a t-shirt girl. <laughs> but in this other one, I'm, hey, I'm like super girl. okay with these black pink things. Because they're just wild. And it's, I would never put that together. I would never dream of being that bold. But I'm also not a pop star. Shocker. 
And it's also so, not anyway. like, I mean, and it's also not like. <sighs> I just love their clothes. I'm yeah, so, no, I'm but, so I mean, enamored what I was trying to say, clothes. like, It's not like, I don't know. I don't know what the word is for it. Um, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just fashionable. It's like, I, it's just very, it's very it's, chic. Yeah, I'm I'm totally totally down for like sartorial corner with Danae and, and Jonathan uh, on all these videos where you guys just talk about clothing. It's just that was one of my favorite things I've I've ever experienced was listening to you uh, you two figure out what what, not, what the boots are called. <laughs> and I'm the, not a clothing I'm not really a clothing person, although it is really funny. I do actually own more clothes than my wife, which is some people find hilarious. But um. <laughs> you got to be careful when you're not a clothing person. That, that that only goes for inside the house. You know, you need to be a clothing person outside of the house. Uh, just just so we're clear on legal legal things. Um, I'll read what Jeremy had to say about Lovesick if you want. What Jeremy have to say about this one? Lovesick Girls was my personal introduction to Blackpink and is now the only K-pop song I have heard in its entirety. I am not a fan. I guess the point is they're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Even new kids were good dancers compared to these girls. Their voices are 100% indistinguishable from one another. And the song seems to be both about being in love and realizing you will be alone forever. Yeah, that which was weird. I suppose those two emotions could coexist, but it really feels like they couldn't pick a lane. My favorite sin that I wrote is the cake lyric one. But Jonathan's WWE one was pretty sweet. Overall, this video is edited way too much with cuts going by like fragments in a Sins video. It was frustrating. The melody is boring. The imagery is generic. There's a sin about one of the girls in front of a giant nothing sign. And I really do think that says it all. Nice. I agree with the, I, I associate myself with the remarks from the gentleman from Cinema Sins. The, I concur. The, the messaging thing is interesting, though, because it did feel like like they didn't want to offend anybody. So they, they covered both areas. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you totally. don't need a relationship and you really want one because that's OK if you want one. Right. But also uh, it's OK that you don't need one. But, yeah, it uh, felt very, but maybe it felt you like need a, a perspective for your song, song that is consistent, possibly. <laughs> uh, let's get into the video itself. Uh, I enjoyed the car is pink. Be uh, the car is pink because get it. I thought that was really funny. Uh, why is she on top of the building? Why'd she go up there? Is she Batman? That made me giggle. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, property damage. You can get charged for that, as a lot of girls learn the hard way after the Before He Cheats video. Uh, I thought was a good call. And uh, then simply, you guys, I think music might be dead. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> made me laugh. Yeah, no, it was great. It was really interesting uh, having Jeremy write on this instead of Barrett because, you know, this was this was Jeremy had never covered one of these before. Barrett and I had covered a few of the black pink ones. And it was just funny getting Jeremy's perspective on everything. And because I really also liked that was terrible. That, mm -hmm. That's another really good one in this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Danae? Starting off right with the what the hell is this? Is this a music video? What am I doing here? I don't narrate this shit. Name oh, who am I kidding? I narrate whatever they put in my face. All right, let's get this shit over with. I just really loved how you could, we kind of just played into mm -hmm. Jeremy's um, uh, intro. But I, I kind of like the crossover, though, to be honest, because I think it's important sometimes for people to remember that we are all part of the same cinema mm -hmm. sins umbrella. So uh, that was kind of fun. Uh, the girls appearing to be in parking lot crosswalk. I'm going to focus on the neon words behind them, which are born, die alone. And that is some dark stuff for a pop video um, that was pointed out. The nothing video or the mm -hmm. nothing sin that Jeremy mentioned. Um, and then also just sending all the food, the fries, <laughs> uh, all of the food stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. The 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 fryer splatter oil. Um, the, the mention like, wait, this is turning into a fantasy really quick. Okay, <laughs> like, moving on. So, Jonathan, uh, it's funny. It's funny to hear Jeremy's uh, perspective, kind of mm-hmm. just like you were talking about, Jonathan, to have it kind of be on the channel. I like that a lot. It is interesting to me when you know we are aware of kind of each other's tells. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting to me in the comments when you see that we have fans that are fans enough that they're also aware of our tells, you know, and so and we've said before, you're never going to be 100 percent right because we've had people that think they know are that are wrong, but you get it right a lot. You know, yeah, you do. Well, like and Jeremy it, wrote the David Cronenberg send, for instance. I right. People probably would have assumed that had been me if they knew I wrote on the script. Right. Which I was I, genius. I love that. I term. just like when we try to intentionally troll and I'll write a, an Aronson on purpose mm-hmm. just to kind of be like, I'm going to write an Aronson yeah. here. Or yeah. whenever I try to channel Chris or something. <laughs> so. The best was when Danae wrote that eraser head send, though, and Aaron's like, <laughs> you could have given me. Yeah. Yeah, I I would be I would be very broke right now uh, if 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 we had taken bets on that because I I would have bet everything. God. Jonathan, did you have any others you wanted to mention from um, this? I will going off that part about why is she on the roof. I love the. I'm really sad about my relationship. Better hit the roof. <laughs> yeah. Um. And he mentioned the cake lyrics, but that was that was outstanding. Him doing yeah. that. And uh, uh, I am not comforting Lisa in this scene. It was kind of fun to do a play on that. We've done stuff like that in the past. It right. was kind of fun to get one of those in and do a different variation on it so nice uh that is music video sins for the week so we'll move on to cinema sins polar express uh even before thanksgiving we're talking a little bit about christmas um so this was a dicer scott script jeremy and i wrote on this um what's your experience with polar express today i've seen it yeah but i don't remember how i i know that i was already like an adult when i saw it Mm -hmm. and the only reason we watched it um, I think was because maybe Justin said he liked it. Okay, uh, I was just curious. But I don't remember why I watched it. I just remember being like, oh, yeah, this is just as awkward and scary and terrifying as I've been told. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I genuinely, like, the sins about it being a horror video, that was my experience watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know that it suffers from, you know, at the time... CGI wasn't as developed and you know there has to be an experimentation it's the first CGI somehow um right there has to be a first but for, for, I uh, should say I should clarify not the first CGI movie that was Toy Story but Toy it's, Story. it's the first performance capture computer generated uh movie that's aren't entirely that's done they on put performance. the little like the little uh-huh. dots on yeah. to people's faces yep. and they try to like mimic yeah. you know the mo- motion of Right. Uh, conversation on facial expressions and stuff. And, you know, for the most part, it's not horrible, especially when you think about when it came out and and and, and all of that. Um, it, it was interesting to watch. And the other thing is that it's a it's a book that a lot of people are familiar with. And so it has that going for it where it's telling a familiar story, mm-hmm. at least for those of us who've read the Polar Express. Um, but, yeah, I would never I, Justin wants to show this to, to Iris. And I'm like, this is nightmare fuel, man. There's some really <laughs> freaky stuff that goes on You're in here. Not wrong. But You're not wrong. But at the, the same time, at the same time, I think comparative, you know, comparatively, she watches The Lion King, you know, and she gets to see lions fighting and, uh, you know, lion murder. So she's probably going to be okay with some of the things. There is that one train cart, though, that's like packed full of nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. All the puppets uh, like and stuff. The, the puppets and yeah, that's just genuinely alarming. And they they play into that, but like you couple that with quote unquote poor animation style, and it really just takes it into another level. Yeah. So 
Um, I mean, even yeah. like in Toy Story, you've got like the other toys, you know. Right. I mean, there's, I mean, there's creepy stuff in every kid's movie. That's oh, okay. yeah. It's so true. And maybe I'm super sensitive because I was raised that way. But like, you know, you're talking about Toy Story. For She's seen Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And you has like the, the dolls that have like all their hair pulled out. And mm-hmm. then the, the weird like creepy uh, mechanical legs attached to a, mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. a doll. And the kid that like tortures yeah. Sid or whatever his name is. So I, just, I think sorry. I think it could be fine. But the the thing that I do love about this, I do like a good Christmas story. I do I think that there's some and this is I think a good it's a fun Christmas story. And I love Tom Hanks. And so there's just something about his voice that I just feel a sense of peace whenever I hear it. It's just I think you probably you guys probably have that same actor or actress that just puts you into a good mood and, and well, for me tom hanks is that there's definitely so. a lot of tom hanks in this movie it's so. crazy though because we talked about monster house on this show a while back because we covered it and um i think that was the follow-up to this and it's like night and day like yeah. the way they look yeah like monster house and monster house still had some it still had some visual issues but it looks so much better than this. I just I don't like looking at this movie. I just I just don't. Yeah, it's, uh, hard, it's hard to, to watch. It's, hard it's to look really at. hard yeah. to watch. It really is, and that's unfortunate because I do think there are some good things under there. But it is hard to watch. What did yeah, you, what did Jeremy have to say uh, about Polar uh, he Express? Said, he said Polar Express was a movie that the generation behind me adores because they were kids when they saw it. And I was a theater manager with good taste. (laughs) Uh, I also think the movie gets extra love slash forgiveness because of how beloved the book is. It's clearly too early at this point for motion capture performances to look good. So everyone in this movie looks creepy. I swear when that girl on the train turns and smiles at him for like five silent seconds, it is scary shit. My biggest beef is obviously the Aerosmith elves. Oh my God, so true. Yeah, um, just out um, of nowhere. Like it's just like, yeah. what a weird thing. Yeah. He said. He said. He adds, "What more needs to be said about this scene besides the fact that it's one of the stupidest in all of film history?" <laughs> uh, I don't want to piss anyone off, but I don't like this movie. I don't find it charming. I think the multiple Tom Hankses are creepy. I think the point is murky. I guess he believes in Christmas again at the end. Good for him. Most kids don't need to get a special train ride with Coco up to the North Pole for a meet and greet with Santa in order to believe. Maybe this kid's just a jerk. The best sin is clearly the one that Dicer wrote about the child ruining Christmas for their school class, though I enjoyed the sinning <laughs> though I enjoyed sinning his room for a lack of personality. This is also a good script where a collaboration helps because there was a sin about the hobo turning to dust, then a sin where Thanos gets mentioned casually. And in the notes, Dicer suggested calling back to the hobo turning to dust there in the Thanos mention. And it made the whole series just sing. The movie still sucks, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, agreed. Um, I don't think we really need to talk about the movie too much more. Let's talk about the Sins video. Danae, why don't you kick us off here? Um, well, the Santa is real. He's just dead. Takes the cake for me. I, I, do, does everyone know that comes from a real story? Well, I, yeah, because he told the story on this podcast. I think okay. I have. I yeah, because yeah. somebody yeah. in the contents was like, uh, in the comments was like, BTS fans know, uh, you know, or something like that. Oh, yeah, cool. I think I, okay, I was good. talking about because my daughter last year let us know that she knew, and I think that's where the conversation yeah. stemmed from. And yeah. then Aaron okay. told us that story about his about his evil child. That's one of the hard <laughs> things about. <laughs> One of the hard things about doing a show with Aaron for so long is I literally just don't remember where we've told what stories. And so yeah. 
I love that. That's a great comment. BTS fans know. Oh, yeah, makes me so happy. Yeah, it was uh, it was one of my sons, and it was kindergarten. Kindergarten, and we did we did get a, a note from the teacher <laughs> saying, "Hey, you might want to talk to your son because this is what he said in class today." Oh, uh, <laughs> Santa's we're real. To decide- He's just dead, guys. Santa's real. He's just gone. He's dead. We're ha- we're having to decide what to do with Santa now, especially since she's old enough to uh-huh. start to interact and. Um, Justin mentioned something about like, you know, yeah, Santa can bring the present. And I was like, oh, no, I just I'm not jiving with the Santa thing, obviously. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't well, know. She can't anyway. actually go see him this year either, which kind of, you know. No, it's the stinks. first year. She's not going to go see Santa since she was born, but it's OK. Yeah. We'll just Photoshop it or just not care. <laughs> either it's way. Fine. Either way. It's fine. There are worse things. Um, I also liked the decision to have the narrator go ah every time <laughs> that there was. A new character showing uh-huh. up. Yeah. To, for me, that just got funnier and funnier the mm-hmm. more that it happened. Even though it was really quick, uh-huh. it was genuinely exciting. Yeah. Um, pointing out that the spurting hot chocolate all to the correct distance filling each cup is gross, mathematically impossible, and gross. <laughs> <laughs> it really did look gross. Um, the uh, I feel compelled to ask, are you fucking kidding me movie? <laughs> just as the kid climbs the top of the... Of the of there, I, I wrote down so many because I was having fun. The uh, subtitle saying "Grab my lily," uh-huh. and now I'm nominating "Grab my lily" as the worst thing ever under any circumstances to be said <laughs> to a child. And then later on, uh, "Grab my muck stick" is mentioned. <laughs> And then the, the sin is, as if not to be outdone by grab my lily, grab my muxic has entered the chat. <laughs> so, I was so entertained by that. I laughed so hard. Um, uh, and I think that was, I think I'll let you guys take over because I wrote several more. You might, you might, um, you might grab them. Jonathan, what else you got? Uh, this hose on for some time. I thought was very funny. And it uh, does. He does that <laughs> robotic ho-ho thing for like five minutes. It's <laughs> crazy. I, uh, I'm launching some of my own butt magic your way was great. I, I, I see these pots have a post-coital urination setting. Nice. Um, I, I also love the, the way he read, I wouldn't mind missing this thing. I thought it was, it was very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's saying it, I guess. There's something about the way that Jeremy narrates on a script that he's watched the movie mm-hmm. for, where you can tell he like has genuine, like almost just disdain yeah. for it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked the, uh, the thing about, uh, Christmas, you know, some people don't care about Christmas and then the narrator's like, yeah, like three quarters of the world actually, uh, which yeah. I thought was a really great observation to make. I, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Uh, the combination of Harry Potter and, uh, Forrest Gump, uh, you know, in the scene with the train and the floating feather being like, life is a box of chocolate frogs. You try not to think yep. about the cloacas while you're experiencing it. Uh, so good. I knew one of you was going to grab that one. Um, the... No. Not the cloaca. Don't grab a cloaca. I was saying this. Anyway, you got it. The... Or your second cousin for that. Don't grab your second. <laughs> yeah, your guys. Second I mean, I don't know who cloaca. would. I I don't know who would even <laughs> hint that second cousins would be in any way appropriate. Uh, uh, we're gonna get. Please get over that. Get That's some a... interesting. Uh, <laughs> some interesting. Mail. Did we get wonder, mail? I don't know. We did get comments. mail. We did get mail. Uh, I guess it'll take a couple weeks for us to get mail about that topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We'll get pictures of people's weddings, being like, "I married mine." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, the The observation that uh, this movie is the genesis for uh, deep fakes in the ruining of our democracy. <laughs> 
uh, was fun. It's terrifying. Uh, and then that you're destined to be an elf on the shelf because you're dead and cremated and in an urn <laughs> on a shelf. <laughs> that was so good. I can't believe that, Jonathan, you didn't mention one does not slam a light bulb into position. <laughs> yeah, overkill. Uh, yeah this oh was a God. lot of fun to work on had a blast with this one um let's move on to crank shall we this is an atkinson share script chris and barrett writing on this one uh let's go straight to them let's hear from them first um let's uh did either of them have anything to say yeah well chris wrote about crank do you want me to read that first or yeah. jonathan do you want to share your thoughts first no read chris's okay uh he says crank was one of the big surprises of the o's the odds that's the year 2000 <laughs> just for anyone who's um it was a movie that was made with pretty much strictly fun in mind the plot is simple jason statham wakes up in a po- with a poison that will kill him unless he can find a way to crank up his adrenaline he can do this a variety of ways get in fights use drugs and even have sex that public sex scene in chinatown plays a little differently now than back in 2006 i forgot amy smart's character outright turns him down twice I think the main reason why she turns him down, according to movie logic, is so that she won't look too eager. But what it really does is make that scene icky, even when she finally decides it might be fun, which is unbelievable considering what happened just before. I think my favorite thing to sin was when Statham is in the hospital being chased by two cops. There's an unnecessary scene where he runs into a patient's room, hides, evades the cops, uh, evades the cops search and gets in hospital gown. His disguise will surely work. But it's mere seconds after that he's immediately identified again. I believe the whole point was to get Statham in a gown and derive humor from it. But it's movie padding at its finest. I also spent way more time studying a gas station refrigerated drink display than I should have. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the world of being a CinemaSins writer. Uh, He says there's a shot from behind the display that shows him deciding between various energy drinks. But one shelf clearly has Welch's stickers on it and is nearly empty. And when the camera comes around to the other side, we see monster energy drinks on the shelf where we didn't see any before. Yep. My favorite sin I wrote was on the rooftop climax where, for no reason, the movie cuts to a bizarre distant overhead shot where it looks like someone was instructed to turn a camera on and move it haphazardly. It's a brief <laughs> cut that lasts about two seconds and is insane. And the only sin to write for it was one where we make narrator Jeremy seem frightened of the shot. <laughs> reminiscent of the 12 cut sequence where Liam Neeson scales a fence in Taken 3. Yeah, very nice. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off uh, with your your thoughts on Crank? Do you remember watching uh, this? Oh, yeah, no. I've, I've actually seen this movie several times. I haven't seen it in a while, but they're like whenever it, you know, I think I saw it in the theater and then whenever it popped up on cable, I, it, would, it was just an easy movie to have on like in the background or something because it's quick. It's kind of fun. Um, I don't know how much I like it, but I just know it's very watchable. Yeah. Um, and I do agree with him on the Amy Smart scene that um, that definitely got creepier over time. But um, but but you're kind of caught up in the energy of the movie. So I think probably if you're not actually paying more attention to it, trying to send it, maybe that just kind of you know goes past you. I love Dwight Yoakam, by the way. Um, I, I really feel like we missed out on like a string of movies starring Dwight Yoakam, although he did get to be in quite a few things. But He's he's a really fun actor and yeah. uh, he's really good in this. What little he's in it, but um, no, I just I remember it being fairly enjoyable to watch. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I don't have anything like deep or profound to say about it. <laughs> I rolled my eyes a lot when watching this uh, yeah. when it came out. I just you know it it's not meant for me. It's it's 
it's silly, it's crazy, it's ridiculous, um, and and over the top in ways that I'm just the you know it, it's not it's not something that entertains me uh, at least specifically at the time. Now I've changed as a movie watcher in many uh, many ways, um, but there's something fast and furious about it that I get. You know, like I get the mm-hmm. the craziness part, but um, but yeah, I, there's not. I, I guess uh, this is so strange to say i guess but fast and furious at least hints at a heart at having a heart you know like with the family stuff and the you know there's there's some story character stuff there that that i can also attach to where i don't feel any of that here it just nothing matters here nothing in this movie felt like it was consequential to me um i guess is what i'm saying but 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 there are movies where that happens and it's fine i mean not everything has to you know no i'm just talking about my own personal tastes no, I got yeah. you. I got you. No, and I, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've seen the sequel. I've heard that it's even more insane, which kind of makes me. It is. Curious. I've seen it. Yeah, and I, I don't remember a ton about it, but it is. It is definitely more. It's it's amped up even further. So yeah. But I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it because I remember watching this video. I was watching this video, and at the end where he, you know, falls from the helicopter and splats. I'm like, well, how did they bring him back? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty- that was literally the sin at the end. Like the, he survives this. Having never seen this, I have mm-hmm. yeah. zero point of reference. I immediately was wondering if I needed to go look up how did he did he actually or is that a joke? Because I couldn't tell if we were making a joke or not. And they make the comments in the video. You know, they send the thing about the video game. I, I mean, I do think that is exactly what this is supposed to be. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a gamer, but this felt very. I remember watching this. This felt very much like you're playing a video game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, where nothing is con. You know, there's just no consequence, right? Sure. You can just right. You can keep repeating yep. shit and stuff. Yep. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, did I, I, yeah, I've never seen it. I, I don't. I, I don't think I have a desire to. But at the same time, that adrenaline pumping style um, movie is sometimes that action sequence that it's just you know it's not a it's not a drama it's not a romance it's not a comedy it's just straight up adrenaline rush mm-hmm. um watching the camera angles and just the feel that you were getting from it i was feeling an anxiety tick from just watching the sins video and we've talked about movies there was a movie that you guys talked about where um it was like in anxiety the entire movie i can't remember what it was called probably it was a couple uh, months gems, back. probably uncut gems i think is what you're talking about yeah yeah mm-hmm. where it was just the whole thing was just an experience where at the end you're like almost exhausted and you don't know if you mm-hmm. can go back into it um yeah i think it was uncut gems with adam sandler right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so this one in a way reminded me of what i was feeling when i was watching uncut gems only this is dialed to like it's cranked up and so I think that it's doing what it wants to do, yeah. a crazy wild story. So I don't I don't have any desire to to watch it. In fact, I found myself even when I was writing down the sins that I was enjoying because it was so fast paced and things are happening so quickly. Mm-hmm. I failed myself. I didn't read Wikipedia before jumping in and I should have or I should have at the very least read Chris's notes because he does a good job of sort of describing things for me. Yeah. But I didn't do that. Yeah. So I was uh, along for a really interesting ride on this one. And yeah, that particular scene of um the the public sex was really uncomfortable to watch you know and especially when you think about it and it's like but it, knowing the plot of the the story it's like is public sex really going to raise your heart you know rate or or whatever more than just running in place or something you know what i mean like it's it's a mm-hmm. it's just such a ridiculous there was thing there yeah but there was there was something too though like he had an erection or something i can't remember there was yeah there was oh more yeah it. yeah yeah no you're right was, you're right yeah, let's. Uh, and I, and 
that was probably part of the humor, you know, as well as just yeah, this right. crazy yeah, no, erection. It's definitely part of the insanity. Chris was dead on, though. They're, they're trying to, they don't, like, I think the writer was like, well, we don't want to make her seem like she's really eager to do it. But then because they did that, it almost looks like she's not giving consent. You know, like, that's how yeah. it comes off. That is how it comes I don't, off. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. how it is. I don't think, th- I mean, that's definitely you know. not the intention, but. Yeah, but that's just how they she, wrote it. She so. gives "quote unquote" consent in hindsight, which newsflash, yeah. not consent. Not consent, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Danae, why don't you start us into the the sins video? Yeah, I just have a few. The class rings, like who the fuck wears those? Yeah, that was awesome. At this awesome. age, I really enjoyed that because I was literally just going, "Where's my class ring?" <laughs> the other day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened to my class ring and I was wondering if I could figure out how to get like a replica of it and then I thought why is my class ring important again? Yeah, exactly. Especially since I hated high school so much. (laughs) Um, So that one really cracked me up because it sort of helped me to work through my own personal issues on that exact topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Irony, really interesting thing. But Chris mentioned the sin about the uh, ah, I hope the camera operator's okay. Mm -hmm. That was a really... I don't know why, but I really loved that sin so much. Yeah. It was set like, cause almost like the narrator was just so into the movie and mm-hmm. uh, it was a really weird camera angle. It literally was uncomfortable. So yeah. for Chris to kind of mention it in his, it was, that was neat. Uh, he survives this. I talked about that a little bit already. Um, and then the bad breath one, she's uh, woke up and he, she just woke up and he's been through all this shit over the last few hours. Imagine how terrible their cumulative breath smells like <laughs> during this intimate conversation. Yeah. Those are the ones that stood out to me as I was trying to make sense of what I was watching. <laughs> Jonathan, what about you? Um, I liked how um, I, I liked the um, the different uh, blowjob jokes about the one was uh, uh, getting I didn't write that one down, but one was like getting blown while feeding your dog raw meat. And yeah. then the other one was getting blown in a Volkswagen rabbit <laughs> <laughs> a blocking call cock blocking plan. I thought was very funny. Um, and then my favorite though is is this movie saying that the pigeon wants to fuck that woman with the thong hanging out of what her a jeans? Weird shot. <laughs> oh my god! What was, what was those that? Are those, those are great things though. <sighs> like, when, like I love catching those moments though when we're setting because that is something. This movie is so quick you probably don't even notice that mm-hmm. you know. But when you're slowing it down because you're looking for something in the scene and you're just like, what the hell is that about? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> The original title for this movie was Hardcore Henry, even Hardcoreer. Yes, I know that movie came out much later than this, but I will force this joke upon you. Uh, I love that very much. Uh, I guess the movie thinks that I'll give it a break for not playing Total Eclipse of the Heart, but movie is achy, breaky, wrong. Uh, after mentioning <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, I thought was great. Uh, geez, guys, I've heard of hand sewn before, but this is ridiculous after this, the hand is sewn. And then if anyone asked my 101-year-old grandpa wrote that joke, uh, <laughs> made me laugh. Or Aaron. You could just insert there, or Aaron, uh, <laughs> if you wanted to. Um, and then, dude, how have you not learned about the perils of premature celebration before now? Uh, <laughs> very well said. <laughs> One more I didn't want to point out, because I love how Jeremy read it. Sure would be embarrassing for my boobs to be uncovered in this situation. <laughs> That was good. Such a great way to point that out. Totally overreacts. It's hilarious. (sighs) Uh, 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. That is that is the weekend sin. Uh, let us move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. Uh, let's take a look at some of the stuff we had to do to get the stuff ready this week. Could be some research, uh, could be a deleted sin, could be some some randomness, whatever the case may be. Jonathan, you've already said you don't have anything yeah. for this week, so well, I mean, the only thing I really looked up at all because I wrote on the Black Pink video, I did, I did when we were talking about it, I did look up because Jeremy mentioned I wrote that sin about wrestling. I know nothing about wrestling, so. I did do some research. I was just trying to find, like, I wanted to look up, I wanted to know what a, I was looking for an interesting wrestling move to put in there, but I didn't do a lot of research into that. I just, and I found that double axle or whatever. And then, um, that's not what I wrote, but you know, something. And um, I thought that was a figure skating move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, figure skating. And then I just, You're undoing your research, man. <laughs> yeah, I found out about, well, I didn't write all this down because I was thinking I didn't look up anything, but then that got mentioned. And then I did find the thing where uh, Becky, is it, uh, Becky Lynch, is that right? Yeah, and uh, Ronda Rousey. So mm-hmm. I found out about that wrestling match. So mm. I just I added that in because I thought that would be I thought it would be funny. And then Lisa just in the video she had on this belt that just kind of looked like a WWE championship. Yeah, you guys did belt. really good because at first I was like, oh, we're talking about WWE. My husband yeah. is a WWE guy, and so I, I like lean in to sort of pay attention to it. Um, and but then it subtly points to the belt at the end mm-hmm. of the edit. Uh, of that sin, w- which helped me to go, oh my gosh, this is about like her belt. So I love that. I thought you guys had been on Yeah, that but that was just, uh, but that was that was really all the research I did this week. So uh, I'll go next. So Danae can end with all her uh, beautiful crown research uh, for us. Beautiful. But beautiful uh, in Polar research. Express, I did catch a couple things. Um, and I just think it has a lot to do with Zemeckis really liking Easter eggs. I think he loves to put Easter eggs in his stuff. And there is actually, the one mm-hmm. thing I did want to mention, it did not get into the script, but um, there is a flux capacitor 
in that train uh, for the Polar Express. It is in the engine room of that train. And, you know, when you think about that and the fact that he also did, you know, Back to the Future movies and that kind of thing, like the idea being that that train is also maybe the Back to the Future train and also (gasps) possibly time traveling. And then you start to get into ideas of like, well, is the kid actually Tom Hanks as a kid? And now he's the, you know, like you can start to have like all these theories, you know, once you start to see the train as a time traveling train as well, which it kind of has to be. And honestly, if Santa is real and going to do his job, he kind of has to be able to time travel as well. So, you know, I don't know. I just I I, that was a particular one that even though it didn't get in the script, I thought was fun to mention. Um, What do you mean if Santa is real? (laughs) Jonathan, Santa (laughs) is real. He's just dead. I should have said if Santa were still alive. I was uh, actually thinking when you when you wrote that though that said about the Santa's that I forgot to say this when we were talking about it, but uh, I was like thinking like I'm sure like kids don't watch our videos that still believe in Santa, but like holy shit, what if one watched that? <laughs> it was just like mommy. I do think about that uh, as somebody who has been in radio. Uh, like it, we can't have those conversations on a radio morning show because yeah. kids are taking you know parents are taking their kids to school, school and yeah. so yeah. So but I'm I'm. Mm-hmm. Much looser on podcasts, uh, I, you know, and and maybe it's maybe it's ruined something for somebody. It probably has, <laughs> and I just have to live with that. But um, but yeah. yeah, and and actually, if you want to know the sin that I wrote for the flux capacitor, I think it was hard to really catch. In the, it's really quick, so it's hard to mm-hmm. kind of show it. Um, but the sin was this is clearly a flux capacitor, which means this t- the train can time travel, and that this kid will eventually use it to make out with his mom. If I understand the rules of time travel correctly, um, so what is with you and incest? You this know, week? it's just a theme this week. Uh, which I had to mention, and that's not on me. That's on Back to the Future. Just so we're clear. Oh my God, uh, Danae, tell us all about your crown research. Oh man, I did so much. Um, I learned interesting things. There was a there's one that was like 70 facts about the Queen and Duke Edinburgh's wedding. Um, which, of course, I'm not going to read all those to you, but uh, the dress that she made uh, due to rationing measures in place following World War II, Princess Elizabeth had to use clothing ration coupons to pay for her dress. But that was interesting. Hmm. And hundreds of people from across the UK sent the princess their coupons to help with the dress, although they had to be returned as it would be illegal for them to be used. Mm. So people kind of pitched in. So I thought that was really interesting Um there's a lot of really interesting facts about the wedding, but mostly I was trying to find out uh, her state of mind in that time frame uh, because it, the show, for someone who has zero understanding, zero history, zero base of who these people are, except for like, you know, what I know and today, I didn't know who her husband is or, or like their relationship of an, in any way or uh, shape or form. So I also was looking up just like facts about them together so let me just, I'll just tell you the title of these tabs and you, and if you guys have a question, maybe I know it, but I probably don't. Uh, 11 things that the crown got wrong about the British royal family was something else that I kind of pulled up just to sort of learn um, if there was something that I could kind of point out, especially mm-hmm. as I was really trying to figure out how much is, is made up. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And there's quite like her, a bit. They do shift a, a quite a bit around. Like, you know, her discomfort on her wedding day, um, I, I don't think that I believe that that was real. Uh because she actually really like fell for Philip, isn't it mm-hmm. Philip? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when she met him uh, years previous, like when she was nineteen, and and she was just really infatuated with him, and they wanted to get married. 
So I, I don't know if she meant when they were 19. That might have been even earlier than that. But anyhow, they wanted to get married really, really early. So she was actually like all for him. Now he did and has expressed his discomfort with her becoming queen and having to shift his roles and his expectations. That's something that people believe to be pretty true. Uh, so they're playing into that, obviously, for the right. show with the mention of the kids and stuff. So because um, he gave up all of his titles and, and his experience to uh, basically become her her aide um, as her husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned that they like they sleep in separate rooms, which is really common and that they are very they do not do any public displays of affection. So their relationship is is really not known. They don't talk about things publicly. Um, I looked up who lived in Clarence house before I found it really intriguing the moment when, uh, in the show they're, they're bringing this Clarence house, like more into this next century by putting in outlets and things like this. So, uh, you've got just these old houses. So, um, I was like, well, who, who was in Clarence house before them? Did they have to boot somebody out? And so I found this interesting article that was about like the history of it. So, uh, Princess Elizabeth and Philip um, moved in there in 1947. Previous to that, that was used as a uh, British Red Cross house. They gave it over during the war so a staff could live there and kind of help to take care of things. And then there's history, you know, on before that. It also um, outlines like how people after that would like renovate the the space. Um, after the uh, Elizabeth and Philip moved out, um, Queen Elizabeth, the queen mother, moved in and that kind of became where she lived and carried out her, her activities until the end of her days. I also looked up who Venetia Scott was, who is a fictional character. This is the person that um, works with Winston Churchill, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I was like, oh, who is this person? So this is a, fic- a, a fictitious person that they kind of bring in for dramatic flair to kind of play the role of several other like assumptions Mm -hmm. and to uh, eventually kind of get to the whole fog situation that happens later. Um, I also had to look up what appropriate blood pressure was because that's mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) 120 Um, (laughs) over 80, right? His was 155 over 90. That is too high. (laughs) It's too high. I looked up information about George the sixth, uh, the king, um, just to kind of learn more about his lung situation, stuff like that. Uh, which was terrifying and and scary. I also looked up information about Princess Margaret since she's part of this and learned um, that she had passed, she's passed away. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't, so I I, kind of made me think like if the queen is watching this and seeing her sister when she was younger, you know, just, it's gotta be weird, right? You know, to see your family portrayed and and just kind of. Yeah. I I can't imagine how strange that would be to see a dramatic recreation of your life. You know, Mm -hmm. certainly lots of people have, there are plenty of biopics out there uh, of living people. This is my first time to go in. Yeah. So in in Princess Margaret movie gets made, we'll just. (laughs) Right. Uh, Princess Margaret was kind of a, a wild one in the family. She was, I think the first one to get divorced in like a really long time, if not the first ever. Uh, so she has an interesting kind of history, but, um, so I learned a little bit about that. And then I have two, two more articles. Uh, one was everything you need to know about the, his death and the show. And what's crazy is there's just, there's actual video of these, like the, the Mm -hmm. day that uh, Elizabeth and Philip are married, there's video of them on their dais. So it's just like, and we're able to actually see what Mm -hmm. they're portraying. 
Yeah. But, and then my final one was things you didn't know about Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip's marriage. And this one kind of was where I learned more about their relationship and, um, you know, just how they are with each other and, and how they respect each other. And they've been together for a really, really long time. So the, the well, the comparing was, thing is a big deal. I mean, that's, you know, that's how I started researching the nun, you know, part of it. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, I don't see a nun, uh, you know, mm -hmm. so it was, um, it was really, it's kind of nice as somebody trying to look at this stuff to be like, oh, this is an easy way to just compare and con contrast, you know? There is this moment um, in The Crown when they step out onto the dais after being married and they're waving to the crowd and she has this very interesting way she holds her hand in her the arm. The royal wave, very, yeah. The royal wave, which I'd never seen before. Mm. But because I was watching some of these videos that I was researching before I got to The Crown scene and I was seeing their actual wave, I was like, what are they doing with their arms? <laughs> <laughs> so then I got to watch it in the crown going, wow, they're, they're kind of like duplicating it and trying to just make it their, you know, yeah. make it their real thing. So nice. anyway, uh, a lot of research went into it. Yeah. That's I'm for very, sure. I'm very disappointed that, well, not disappointed, but it would have been really funny if after all that research, you pulled a Madonna and like you, you came in here with a British accent because you're <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot uh, of research. And, done so and, much and research. I, I guess I should say for keeping tabs to uh, all of my lovely uh, British friends, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the English accents. I'm sorry. I, I, I tried. You did good. I tried my best. <laughs> I thought you and I'm did sorry. good. I'm all sorry. Right, let's move sorry. on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to talk about uh, a comment we found. It could be in the videos, could be through Discord, could th be through Twitter. Uh, it could be anything uh, from the week. And Danae is going to start us off. Uh, mine is from Twitter. It is from uh, Polar Express from Quarian, who says, quote, Santa is real. He's just dead. And then he continues by saying, spits out drink. Has uh, 1,500 likes, 10 replies <laughs> that include, that was so funny. Um, it's funny because it's true. I wheezed so hard. This caught me off guard. Crying in claws. <laughs> <laughs> um, Santa is dead. We have killed him. Crumpus rules. Just all this. We just nice. have all this stuff. But uh, just the reaction to that one. I think I love it the most, again, because we know the backstory. Yeah, it's a real thing. It really happened. It was really, happened. really, fun to see it really happened. John, what do you got? Uh, mine's from Crank. I've got. Uh, I don't. This just killed me for some reason. But Ray Martin said should have been called Florida Man visits L.A. It's <laughs> a good one. The Florida Man jokes They're, always slay me. Never get old. Never get old. <laughs> Uh, Colin Davis on the Polar Express video. Cinema Sins removes the sin for the logos. Me, I think I'm at the <laughs> wrong channel. <laughs> yeah. I saw that one. So funny. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for participating in this wonderful thing we do. Uh, we love having you around. Uh, all right, let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to talk about uh, something else in the world of pop culture uh, that might be going on that we've seen recently. I'll kick us off uh, with a movie called A Whisker Away that you can find on Netflix. It's an animated film, uh, and I've been watching a lot of animated films lately, And well, which could be because with production the way it is, they're the only ones that can get made right now. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, like all the animators are just tied to their desk already. <laughs> that's, that's right. Are really tied to their desk <laughs> right, now. Right. I hope they're getting paid well. Uh, I had not heard of this, uh, but I believe it is Japanese. Uh, please forgive me if I'm incorrect. Um, but it is a story of a girl who finds a mask salesman who sells her a cat mask that allows her to turn herself into a cat. And so she turns herself into a cat and kind of stalks this boy she thinks is cute as a cat and discovers he is lonely despite how it looks at school. He's having a rough time. I just I found it very real, um, interesting enough, and I enjoyed myself throughout it. Now, there are plot twists and turns that I'm not going to give away that involve other properties and powers of these masks and how they work and um and those kind of things that make it kind of interesting on a sci-fi level but it also seemed interesting to me on a human level so and it has it's available subbed or dubbed depending on uh, what you want to do i prefer subtitles i like hearing the original language um as has been made clear in some of the sins videos uh but yeah i wanted to mention it it's called a whisker away and you can find it on netflix cool i'll check that out um today what do you got I'm going to go with another Webtoons comic because that's usually the only kind of outside feed that I have on a regular basis. And I'm reading some that are really, really good right now. But just last night, I decided to pick up a new one that um, has only just recently begun. Oftentimes I reference or I recommend ones where you can kind of like you can really get into it. And it's it's been going for a while and it takes some time to catch up. This one's just started and it's a little bit more violent. And like last time I was like, oh, the Princess Club. And this one. <laughs> this one this is one, death. Um, <laughs> um, this one's definitely more serious. Death it's in called, the streets. Uh, so it's, again, on Webtoons. I have a couple other ones that I'm going to be recommending soon that are also more like serious. They actually have like graphic warnings and things like that. This one um, they usually do a really good job of, of kind of warning you at the top of each episode if there's going to be some kind of warning. It's called Unholy Blood. Uh, <laughs> it by... is called good. Death in the Streets. <laughs> um, it's right. Luna Im and Jung uh, Hyun Kim. I, I can't pronounce that correctly. But I was just, I was captivated by the image that they were uh, giving, like the little thing. It just looked like it was really well drawn. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So I've, I've read... Um, only the first three episodes, they all started re releasing in October. Uh, and this is an interesting story of vampires. So I'm very curious where it's going to go. Uh, I'm enjoying the artwork so far. Uh, and I'm curious to see, like, does this turn kind of more like vampire superhero combination? Mm -hmm. So I just thought I'd mention it because I think the artwork is good. But it is violent. It is more serious. Like, it has more of a serious tone. Um, and I'll, I'll mention another one next week. Uh, I think that many of you guys would, would actually end up enjoying. Vampire so, fiction's kind of interesting though, because a lot of, there's just like so many different avenues you can take with that lore. So I, I do kind of, even though I don't know that I'm a huge vampire fan, I, there are some really interesting things that have happened in that area. So, uh, Whisker mm -hmm. Away is Japanese. Sounds like, uh, Unholy Blood is Korean. Um, so Jonathan, what is your, uh, Asian, uh, beyond the uh, sins this week? Well, it's <laughs> mine's ridiculous. Um, so I've watched a lot of really cool stuff this week. Um, I started watching Queens Gambit, which I'm really enjoying. Oh, so good. I started, yeah, I started watching the undoing on HBO. How's which that? Is, it's, it's really good. It's good. really good so far. But last night I watched a, a Dutch movie 
another country about a kill uh, about a killer elevator. So I want to talk about that. Nice. Um, so this is the movie. This movie is called The Lift. Uh, it is from 1985. Well, it's actually 1983. I think was when it was released in uh, in like in that in the Dutch area, Dutch mm-hmm. regions. Yeah. But um, um, in the United States, it was released in 1985. So you might find either uh, either year when you look this stuff up. I watched this on Shutter. Um, I do think it's available on other, you know, other uh, places where you can rent. Maybe even you can watch for free or something. But um, it is, like I said, it's a it's a movie from the '80s. It's a Dutch movie. It's directed by this guy named Dick Moss, and uh, it's M A A S is his last name. So I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. It could be Mass. I don't know. But um, the reason I got to this movie was because I watched another one of his movies earlier in the week from 1988 called Amsterdam. Which is the amazing title, by the way. <laughs> Much better it than the be, lift. Can be best described as a scuba slasher. Um, it's this uh, it's this guy's scuba diving in the canals of uh, Amsterdam, and he comes out at night and kills people. Um, mm. It's uh, it, it, but what's interesting about both of these movies, and especially the lift, is like it sounds like it sounds like a like a horror comedy. And um, if I went back and read reviews that came out when the movie was released, which actually it got some positive reviews, but everybody, but what I noticed was everybody kept calling it a black comedy, a dark comedy. This movie is 100% straight. Like he plays this absolutely straight. Like, and honestly, if you think about it, I mean, we watch movies with like killer cars and stuff. I mean, I, I mean, a killer elevator isn't really like that much to the imagination. And What's interesting is Dick Moss, he's a really good director. Like you can tell that like he's an, an honest to God, like good director. And so there's like genuine scenes of suspense. Like, um, I don't know if I'd go like Hitchcock, but I mean, there's definitely levels. There are definitely scenes in a movie about a killer elevator. There's a lot more legit suspense going on than you would ever expect. Yeah. Um. So it's just, it's fascinating. And it's like, it's super bananas, but it's like, it's bananas in the way that I enjoy. Um, I can't imagine either one of you would enjoy it. Maybe Aaron, maybe Aaron would enjoy this to a point, but um, if any of what I'm describing sounds of any interest to you, <laughs> I highly, highly encourage you to check this out. It is, it's like one of those things where I'm watching it and I'm just like, I don't know if I like this, but this is like why I love movies because the fact that something like this can be made and released like to a mass audience is just like so amazing to me. Yeah. It's like, you can make movies about anything. I don't know if they really give an explanation of why it's happening. I, maybe that's kind of a spoiler, but I don't really think it is. I mean, they definitely have some, there's conversations in the movies. There's like this company that, you know, made the elevator and there's some stuff about maybe some microchips that are, you know, demonic i don't know mm-hmm. there's something going on though and there's this there's like there's just these amazing like i said this is played straight but there's like these amazing scenes and they're like there's this one where this guy like just gets totally fed up and he goes to the elevator door which is open and it's just an empty shaft and he just starts firing his gun down in the <laughs> <shaft>. <laughs> it's just amazing i had i had it was like in it you know it's just, it was a perfect movie to watch at like nine o'clock on a Thursday night. That's all I can say. It was, it just, it was a great movie to go to sleep to. It was awesome. That is a very, uh, <laughs> it is a very Jonathan uh, recommend for Beyond the Sins. <laughs> well, this it was week. just like, I actually watched like, 
genuinely like I watched some great like classic cinema this sure, week, and sure. like I said, I watched some like great shows, but then I watched this movie, and I was just like, I got to talk about this. I have to. <laughs> How do you not talk about a killer? I don't know. Movie? I don't know. So you you said the director though is talented. So would you say that he elevates the material? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. What a way to wrap it up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not anything that you want to send us, you can snail mail it to us uh, to our P.O. Box, P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. We're at BTS for the show. Uh, we each have individual Twitters as well. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, your third cousin, Melissa, and myself, we will see you <laughs> next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. Distracted because I'm still prepping for the show. Hey, we got a lot of balls in the air, guys. A lot of balls in the air. Yeah, that's the best place for them. Uh, <laughs> no idea what that means. Uh, I don't know if there were ever rails to begin with, but we are definitely off of them. <laughs> I just have this visual of like just. Balls hanging in the air and hair and going. That's right. That's that's the worst where they go. <laughs> that's where they go. That's... <laughs> well, that's that's another case of balls in the air. <laughs> what sucks though is I can't really smell anyways. Like that's just a problem I have most of the year. That's but like I think Aaron. The, but the taste thing I would notice. So did you did you overdo it on? nasal spray too to lose your I have no idea it's something that's happened in the last like like five or six years it's just I've just noticed that like I don't smell things really and I think it might just be like sinus and allergy you know just whatever just getting older I I don't know well that is a uh, that's a much less embarrassing reason than not paying attention to the instructions on the nasal spray when you were stuffed up I can talk about how I hate light bulbs (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah what was that about no it was just the same thing it was just funny i was listening to i was i was listening to the syncast i mean the syncast i was listening to bts you know for review while i was uh in the process of changing out some light bulbs and i was just like having to go through and make sure i had this kind and this kind and i was just thinking like i don't know why we can't just you know everything can't just have the same damn light bulbs <laughs> My wife says it's her mom's fault because when she grew up, like her mom would like was always like, turn the lights off. We pay for that. You know, mm-hmm. she'd have to like watch TV in the dark and stuff. And yeah. so that just that that she like grew up with that stigma or whatever. So when so when we had this house built, she was like, I am putting in as many goddamn lights as I choose. And, so we have <laughs> and a whole bunch of different kinds just to make you mad. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> years from now. <laughs> I was watching a movie. I don't remember what movie it was. This was years ago. And I was just noticing in the background how all of the lamps were plugged in. And it was all this like really long lamps. Cause, and then like one outlet that was for the entire room. I thought, man, a terrible time to live. <laughs> there was uh there was some chat in the discord about some of those, you know, quotes and stuff that happened between the segments. 
And there was the, uh, this is the most public yet of my many humiliations. Yes. Which sounds so much like Eddie Murphy uh, to me that I thought maybe it was from Mulan, like him as Mushu or something like that. It's totally from Seinfeld. And I had totally forgotten that. Um, but they were kind of, they were kind of having that, those moments where, you know, they were learning that, that these things that they had assigned in their brain, what they were are completely different than, than what they actually are. So I, I don't know. It's, it's it was kind of I one of those fun it things. I thought was Murphy as well. Yeah. Sounds so much like not. him, doesn't it? Yeah. E- yeah. No, it's, it's from Seinfeld. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Quit. Okay. Fair enough. I was just having a flashback to when we were talking about that, uh, Aaron, when we were talking about that statue. Which statue? And I was like, stop it. Quit it. No. Oh. I was like, I just did this to you recently. Yeah. Jonathan, have you seen the pictures going around on Twitter of, was it in Spain? In Spain Aaron? again. Do you remember uh, Monkey Jesus? Monkey Christ? Do you remember <laughs> no. Monkey Christ? No. There was a painting uh, that somebody tried to refresh. They had an artist come in and try to refresh a painting of Jesus. And they butchered it so bad. They basically turned Jesus into a monkey. Um, oh, wow. So so it was like somebody that was from the church. Oh, I remember this. I didn't know that people were calling it that. But no, I remember this. So there's been a new one <sighs> in Spain that I showed Danae yesterday. And she was like, I don't believe Spain. you. I do not believe you. Um, for those playing along at home, I think you can just search for Spain statue restoration and you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That was the restoration? Yes. The before is on the left. The after is on is the it, right. Is the person related to the one who did the painting? <laughs> right? <laughs> they look like... so similar. Like, what is wrong with people? But, like, that had to, that had to be on purpose. No. no. It's been there, apparently, for a year, and people are just now noticing. They did, like, they hired somebody to do a oh. renovation. <laughs> it's just, like... It looks like Mr. Bill. It does look a little like Mr. Bill. <laughs> It does look like Mr. Bill. Well, they're just these priceless things, you know, somebody with genuine talent and then somebody who doesn't have any decides that they can. It's like looking at a a famous artist and saying, I could do that without any training. Hey, you don't know. Maybe that was a really talented person, but they were told, hey, can you restore this statue? But this time, make it look like my three-year-old did it with (laughs) Play-Doh. Like, you don't know the instructions they got. Maybe that's exactly what they were told to do. (laughs) Well, if it's like, okay, we want you to botch this so that more people come here uh, to to take pictures of it. Listen, let's get into the conspiracy theories, folks. This is a marketing Uh ploy that's been, been waiting for a year to happen. I'll play some hold music for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't the rap remix of the hold music. Uh, yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Name that movie. Um, I don't know. Dumb and Dumber. Butt cheese and applesauce. Yep, butt cheese and applesauce. How did it, when, I love you that seen movie. Butt cheese and applesauce. I didn't think you would have seen that one. Um. <laughs> well, I saw. I saw the. Uh. Not the director's cut. I saw the other one. Oh, you saw the theatrical. That's kind mm-hmm. of that's kind of rare because it came and went. But uh, yeah, most people well, just that's have. What happens when you eat butt cheese and applesauce? It comes and goes real quick. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. A problem. Yeah. Uh, Are we talking about the same thing? 
Maybe no. You know what? You're right. You may be talking about. Are you talking 1984 yeah. or 1989? Probably. Well, considering I wasn't born in either of those years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's from uh, what about Bob? What about him? Oh, I haven't seen that in forever. Who's Bob? Played by Bill Murray. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. I don't know what you're doing right now, but it's really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's start the shall, shall we? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 